This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hello and welcome to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL and follow us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the show today, Pam Maldonado will tell us all of the ways that she is betting the U.S. Open, which starts tomorrow right here in Los Angeles. And Kyle Boone from CBS Sports will give us a first look as to where to find value in the NBA draft happening next week. But first, let's get to last night's Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final as the Vegas Golden Knights, who have not been around for that long, suddenly hoist the Stanley Cup. They knock off Florida 9-3 to last night. When it comes to the Golden Knights, Joe, we saw numbers like 25 to 1 and 19 to 1 for preseason bets. They didn't make the playoffs last year. And yes, talented team to say the least, but the Western Conference had a lot of talented teams. So Vegas was definitely flying under the radar. You also talk about some of the injuries that they had, and it seemed like they were one of the weaker top seeds in the Western Conference. But boy, did they come through in the final. Just about everybody contributed, especially Jonathan Marcheseau does just enough to win the Conn Smythe. We talked about him at 14 to 1, finishing the playoffs with 25 points. As far as some of your takeaways from the final, what do you see? Uh, the first thing that stands out is our run of short numbers winning the cup ends, which you know, didn't make a lot of sense. We knew that that was going to end. That was not a trend that you're going to follow. Oh, look, the teams that are, you know, in the top five on the odds board, they're going to keep winning the title after Colorado last year and then Tampa Bay going back to back, although shorter than 10 to one. And you're right. Um, I saw a lot of 18 to ones out there. And if you look over the last 17 years, that's the second longest odds that we've seen, even though, I mean, of course, you can get in-season better numbers. And the Blues, we all remember that crazy betting story in 2018-19 uh, when they got up to 400-1 to around January. So, yeah, uh, not something that was expected, but the deeper and deeper we got into the playoffs, it certainly was. You said March is so hung on. I think you're right. There was a push late for Eichel. And then in the end, Eichel actually finished with more points this playoffs then Marcheseau. Uh, Marcheseau started the final, plus 450. We were, we were on that one. And then you know, going into yesterday, he was minus 550. So the odds were saying it was easy. When it came down to the voting, and just based on what the broadcast was saying, I think it, was, it seemed much closer than the odds were suggesting, Aaron. Yeah, and Joe, I was thinking about this comp. You were saying how, you know, you wanted to win that triple crown just to kind of like shut the haters down and stuff like that. March is so 
wins the con smite against his former team i mean talk about revenge there that's just an awesome situation for him bobrovsky got torched in the stanley cup finals i think all that extra time off he wasn't the same guy in all the other series before this it was like wow he turned back the clock he's unstoppable and he really didn't have spectacular games in the Stanley Cup Finals, he kind of reverted back. So I think that um, was a play. Also, just overall, Las Vegas, just smart ownership, smart front office. You know, they go to the Stanley Cup Final in their inaugural season. Now they have the Stanley Cup. I mean, and they're in Las Vegas. I mean, we talk about being a professional hockey team in a city with no snow, no ice, an incredible fan base. I mean, that <laughs> fan base was lit last night and we thought that was going to be the case especially i did first period you know it's such a production there going to one of those games you feel like you're at a show and uh probably hard not to get up for that so i think that was pretty awesome to see as well and, and just big picture i mean it's also newsworthy that uh oakland moving to las vegas they approved a new stadium there uh, the aces won a championship now the golden knights have a championship gotta be good for that fan base there in las vegas right now and that's why you need to look at raiders futures for the next oh no, no we're not doing that <laughs> I, I can't sit fade here and em. pretend like that was a fun joke. No, yeah, exactly. You're you're fading them. I mean, uh, first overall pick is a better bet uh, for the Raiders than to uh, win the championship. But you, you're right, Aaron. Like, we forget that Las Vegas is much of a tourist destination as it is and a great vacation getaway, all that. There are a lot of natives there who have been pining for professional sports, finally got it just a few years ago, and now they get to experience a second championship, the Aces winning not that long ago. Uh, so mm -hmm. definitely Vegas is becoming a, a title town of sorts. So certainly the natives there are very excited and definitely good for them because uh, they are a worthy champion. What's interesting, though, is yesterday we were talking about the Denver Nuggets uh, clinching their first NBA championship. And then you look ahead to the futures board and – they are the favorites to repeat as champions with the shortest odds. Now, certainly the Celtics are there as well, things like that. But you go to the NHL Stanley Cup future for 2023-24, and the Golden Knights are not among the favorites. Instead, it's Colorado, Edmonton, Toronto. The Golden Knights uh, are at 12 to one, whereas other the where these other teams are, say, eight to one, ten to one, etc. Joe, what do you make of that? I found that very interesting as well, that at BetMGM, they're tied for the fifth favorite, and these other numbers are shorter. What do I make of that? Um, yeah, yeah, because typically, what do we see after a Super Bowl? The champion is the favorite. Yesterday, two days ago, the champion is a favorite in the NBA. I think it just comes down to that's hockey. That's hockey. And it is so difficult to repeat in this sport and you look at you can make the argument that other teams are more talented, even though you've got to give it up to everything that the Knights did and how they improved the team. Like Eichel was available for teams. You know, every week when I would go on with Buffalo, they were talking about where Eichel's going. And Vegas is the one that stepped up to the plate. Like everybody that was a big story in the NHL. Where's Eichel gonna land? And you know, Vegas met the demands of what they were looking for. So 
I, I what I make of it is just it's a sport that's so difficult to repeat. It we don't see it much in baseball either, and you just need everything to go your way for a cup run. And there are more talented rosters. At least that's what people believe. And these other teams that are out there, look at this too, is you have the Canadian teams, which will always take a lot of money. And then there's Colorado, which is one of the biggest gambling markets in the country. And they have a ton of talent and they just won a cup. Uh, Boston, huge, huge sports betting market now too. So I think it all makes sense. How about you, Aaron? I, I'm torn. I mean, we did see the lightning repeat not too long ago. I mean, if anything, mm-hmm. there might be some value there, you know? I mean, it's not like the Panthers who were kind of playing with house money and shouldn't have even been there in the first place. And I don't know how much of that was luck, but, you know, they knock off one of the best teams and then they just seemed like they ran out of gas in the end. So um, maybe there's some value there, to be honest, with the Golden Knights, as hard as it is to repeat. Uh, I mean, I'm not betting it, but... I, I agree with your point, Joe, about other teams have better talent, but how can you how can you say this team isn't even going to be close or even look at them for Western Conference, something like that? It, it, some of it is just simply variance. The Colorado Avalanche hoisted the cup last yep. year and they were ousted in the first round. And sometimes it just yeah. happens. I think what's interesting, too, when you're looking at uh, the odds for the futures, one of the things I like to do is look at cap room how much space and wiggle room do you have to make your hockey team better and I think it's good for just about any sport but especially when it comes to hockey one of the things that I noticed uh when it came to how much wiggle room certain hockey teams have the New Jersey Devils have the third most cap space in the NHL they had an outstanding run offensively and defensively when you're looking at expected goal numbers and other advanced metrics they have enough room to do practically whatever they want Carolina also has a ton of room. The Kraken, your Kraken era, Aaron, they have a lot of cap room. And the Kraken, I believe they're 50 to 1 to hoist the cup next season. I do want to say really quickly on the heels of that, I think the Golden Knights kind of came up with a blueprint in terms of being, you know, a new franchise that maybe the Kraken should be considered. You know, people were saying even this last season they're doing things right. They were building through the draft. Now you're telling me they've got a lot of cap room, and that is a value play right there. Yeah, exactly. I got a a quick question. I want to add to Aaron's point about revenge. Because I think you can make the case with Bruce Cassidy as well. The team that fired him, a heavy favorite to win the Cup, bounced early in the playoffs. But we talk so much, especially when in the NFL, when you get more of head coach slash play caller, the value there. Uh, It's debated, and we're still trying to figure out the true value of a manager in baseball. And some people, I mean, there's a wide range of opinions on there. It's usually strong on either side of the fence. Ed, what do you think the value is of a head coach in hockey? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, 
Priceline. It's it's similar to what I would say is the value of, say, a football coach, where for the most part, a lot of them are roughly the same. But then you're going to have mm-hmm. a few who are fantastic developers of talent. And they know how to bring in someone and make certain defensive pairings work or make certain lines work. Or they know their team really well and they can mix and match lines and find the right combinations. I think there aren't that many great ones, but when you have one, definitely that means something. And as far mm-hmm. as who some of the great you know head coaches are, I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot of metrics in front of me to sort of go off of to say, okay, he is an elite coach, he is an average coach, et cetera, et cetera. But I think it's one of the reasons why in the NHL, coaches don't last very long. It's only, what, a few years, typically, even those who make a run deep into the playoffs, for the most part, they don't last that long. This is one of the reasons why, say, like Jim Montgomery for the Boston Bruins, I think he's an exceptional coach. Now, granted, they were ousted in the first round to the Panthers, but even though they may come come back down to reality for next regular season, I think this is someone who will probably have a lot more experience handling a playoff series after what happened. And to me, the Bruins at 11 to 1, because of Monty, I think Mm -hmm. they suddenly become a good value play. It's just something I don't hear discussed as much. So I I was curious. And what you said makes a lot of sense. And longevity, man, you're right. And and if you look at some of the all-time coaches, when you you look at all-time wins, the number of teams that they were with, all of them. It's like three, five, six on some of it. Joel Quinville is second on the all-time list. And, yeah, it's something that's not discussed as much. And I just – we go back one year ago, and, you know, the team's been around six years. So I, And I'm not going to say mm-hmm. that it's a harsh media market. But I did actually listen to the, the Knights' um, end-of-the-season press conference, and they mm-hmm. – the, the media was going hard at the team. They were going hard on how it was a failure and all this. And you got to give it up to the organization. They saw they needed to make a change there. And they were aggressive as well. They went for it and it worked. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been really impressive what this Vegas team has been able to do. And I'm happy for that fan base. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. ahead. Yes. Is there a fan? I mean, I guess there's a fan base. Or is it everybody's just like, oh, there's a party. Let's go. They're still partying right now as we speak. Like, yeah, I, I guess know. six years. <laughs> it, I mean, Although Las I was Vegas thinking about a... it with the Ace new stadium, maybe they're mad because that's going to come out of the taxpayers' money now, right? Yeah, right. Although, for the Ace to move there, I'd be like, great, all of our taxes are going up. Hey, Thanks for that. They're, they're going to win the World Series this year. Have you seen what's happening? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I can't I, lose. I want those futures right away. I, I don't think Nevada taxes <laughs> residents uh, as readily as, say, uh, neighboring states. Uh, <clears throat> so, oh, yeah. yeah, it might be bad, <laughs> but it may not be uh, as bad as, uh, say, some other folks. Uh, so there is that. Uh, real quickly, uh, before we go to break here, Stefan Diggs was absent from Bill's minicamp. And this is uh, noteworthy in large part because Diggs may be unhappy. He may want out. Head coach Sean McDermott really didn't downplay the, the seriousness 
of the matter. Uh, per The Athletic, uh, McDermott says he's very concerned about Diggs' absence. Josh Allen uh, came to Diggs' defense. But, Joe, anything there that we need to be mindful of? Uh, here we go again. They're going to break their silence <laughs> on Instagram. Let's do the social media game. If I've got something to say, I'm not actually going to say it. I'm not going to communicate with someone. You've got to come to my social media and check it out. It's just it's a tired story. Diva receiver yes. vibes. Mm. <laughs> it's, it's getting that way. This is Thank You All Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Shohei Otani is making his move in the Major League Baseball home run race. We will look for the best value on the board right here on the BeckQL Network.